0: I am Shizira Zawawi and welcome back to APT's podcast series. For this week, as promised, we will be featuring Professor Hans Wolf, member of the European Committee for the Prevention of Torture, CPT, who presented at APT's global webinar on the principle of do no harm and detention monitoring. In the last podcast, Dr. Karina from WHO tackled some important questions around this topic, such as, is it possible to monitor detention places in terms of COVID-19 and respecting the do-no-harm principle? What kind of visits to places of detention are feasible? Under which conditions should they take place? And when should monitoring bodies suspend or continue visits? Let's hear now Professor Han's insights on this issue. What is the current situation in detention places?
1: I work in an overcrowded pretrial prison. So there are several prisons in Geneva, but this is the main one. And we had so far four, uh, no, three COVID cases three cases with infection, no illness, so no complications so far. And where we are now is uh, we try to get back to normalisation.
0: Should oversight bodies like CPT, NPM or NHRIs continue their visit during the COVID-19 pandemic?
1: NPMs, SPT and CPT should and need to go there It is not reasonable to refrain to go. I think it is a very uh, vulnerable time also for human rights. And so uh, there is uh, important work to do in in prisons. But you have to take safeguards. You have to apply the, uh, the, the protection measures.
0: How is CPT adjusting its work and visiting program to the current situation? Are there some lessons and tips that can be shared with MPMs?
1: Honestly, I have to say CPT refrained or stopped the program so far for this month. And Will is now considering how to go on. And we are developing our methodology. We have generally a very full program, and I think we need more preparation and we need a less dense program. It is clear that uh, complications can arise at any time, and there must be time to change the program, at least adapt the program. So more time for preparation, program less dense, and ongoing information from the, on the global, national, and local level. This is very important.
0: What are the important things to consider before conducting visits? For instance, who should be part of the visiting team or delegation?
1: Even before going there, um, you must be aware with whom you go. And I think not everyone can go, probably. Uh, Depending on the epidemiologic situation in in the country, for example, if you have a delegation with persons who have risk factors of vulnerability signs, um, age, um, chronic disease, obesity, probably the person has to consider um, the, the risk situation, either to take the risk or to refrain, so to change the composition of the delegation. To my um, view, uh, medical knowledge, med- medical competence, should be part systematically of a delegation spe- especially in such a context it should be a doctor ideally who has epidemiologic uh, competence uh, someone who could uh, also analyze or adapt or counsel when changes happen for example what to do when we have a, a fresh case or what to do when the prison management sets in place some uh, very harsh protection isolation measures. Is this justified from a medical point of view? I think this is uh, would be good to have medical competence in the in the delegation.
0: What should visiting teams or delegation do if they come across COVID nineteen patients during the visit? Should such visit continue?
1: I think this is uh, reality now, will be more and more reality as we systematically go to people who are in isolation for disciplinary measures, Uh, COVID patients, maybe former COVID patients or actual COVID patients are important informants and need to be seen with all the protection measures uh, taken because they can tell you exactly what were the measures applied to me. Were there a violation of human rights or not? Was it well done? Were my confidentiality respected? So I would really support to, to do as ever. I think every person potentially is a COVID-plus patient. Um, when you say uh, covid um, I meant infected person, infected by SARS-CoV-2. Uh, COVID, uh, just to be clear, is COVID-19 is the termination of the illness. And if there is illness, um, at least at my prison, I, I will take uh, the decision to transfer them in the, in the hospital. I would f- strongly support that every person who starts symptoms, complications of the illness, uh, needs to be put in a medical environment where rapidly the person can be uh, cared, have access to intensive care unit, because we know that these cases can very rapidly in, in, and we check them for example twice an hour, uh, these person because they can very rapidly develop very severe symptoms. I think for the for the visiting delegation. Um, it should be the most normal possible, but every, these protection measures have to be very carefully respected and taken.
0: Is there anything that visiting teams should be aware of when it comes to wearing the protective equipment, such as the masks or gloves, in the context of detention places?
1: About the protection measures, the delegation should be very sensitive to the local politics about this. So if there is prison where you have systematic, masks mask uh, worn uh, by all the professionals and also the inmates when they go out of the cell, then the delegation should also wear the masks. It is clear the mas- masks are mainly important to protect the others and not protect ourselves for the gloves, gloves are not really useful. Um, gloves um, should not be worn. Gloves gives a very negative uh, image uh, to the person we meet. Uh, I never consider wearing gloves in prison and uh, they shouldn't be worn. Again, if everyone in the prison wears gloves, but including the detainees, then why not? But otherwise, I think this is really not something we should uh, consider.
0: What are the factors that visiting teams or delegation need to monitor in detention places, particularly in light of COVID-19 risk?:
1: When it comes to the, the assessment of, of the prison, I think there are some factors which are extremely important, and mainly uh, places with high turnover are very you have to look very carefully uh, in terms of COVID risks. These are places like pre-trial detention places, uh, police detention, immigration detention uh, places. Uh, You know that, uh, for example, the CPT asked to close down immigration detention places because there is no possibility to uh, send people back to their country. There is no possibility to travel right now. In many countries, these places have been uh, closed. Another point is very important. This is the contact to the outside world. Uh, is there still possibilities for the families to visit? Is the lawyer be able, uh, can he come or she come? Is there possibilities of voice over internet, for example, like Zoom meetings or Skype or whatever, uh, even for the lawyer, for the family? Is there possibilities, some prisons, for example, close the, the physical visits, but the extended telephone. So are there compensation measures? And this could be also and should be part of the, the assessment. Um, in these times where there are epidemics, um, the medical service wants to cooperate and it's totally needed to cooperate with the prison administration, but there are some rules to follow, especially when it comes to confidentiality. So it is not suitable to give over all the information. What we did in our prison, we just said we set up a list in the with the priorization of uh, vulnerability, but we did not give the diagnostic. We did not say this one is with HIV this one has i don't know diabetes or whatever I think this is important and it's also very important to to get to keep the trust of the patients of the the inmates because if the in these times, especially where the Uh, prison health service cooperates very closely with the uh, prison government, Uh, this could harm the trusts of the prisoner towards the doctor, because uh, every communication the the healthcare service does to the the prison administration, uh, they should prepare it with the concerned persons or with the patients, First, inform them: Is this okay for you? That we give this information on. Uh, inform also the patients and so the inmates with about all the protection measures, about the restriction measures, and uh, be part, uh, be not, be considered as part of the prison government, but be considered as loyal to the patient. Yeah. So, so this this trust thing is really important, and I think I invite every delegation to look for this because there is a lot of um, risk to this and about the perceived role of independence or the real role of independence of healthcare staff.
0: What is Dr Han's view about the recommendation that all persons who want to enter prisons should be screened or tested first?
1: I think it makes no sense to screen everyone coming in prison because we don't have a test test which says uh, you have the illness or not. We can also find the illness if we do a swap when people have symptoms. So the persons who come in prison should come to a dedicated unit, for example, a rival unit, where these people are put um, up to 15 days. Um, Some do it 12 days, some 10. We know that about 95% of the symptoms um, are there in the first 10 days or 11 days. So if you want to be more sure, you do it longer, but it takes place and time and complicates the organization of the prison. But every, um, if you assess a prison, uh, this has to be checked. And also, therefore, it's also needed to have a doctor on board to, to help uh, to, to see whether the measures taken are reasonable or not? Is there a reference hospital? What is the quality of the test? Is it the same? So equivalence of health as healthcare. Is it the same procedure outside the prison or are they just left um, alone?
0: So there you have it. Another informative sharing on the principle of do no harm and detention monitoring by our expert, Professor Hans Wolf. We hope his inputs provide some important tips and guidance for monitors out there especially during this challenging time. In our next podcast, we will be listening to Dr. Elena Leclerc. Dr. Elena Leclerc is the head of the Healthcare in Detention Unit International Committee of the Red Cross. If you have any feedback or ideas for our future podcast, please drop us a message at at apt.ch. For now, have a nice day and stay safe wherever you are.